At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Listening to Fox Sports Radio. Oh, yes, living the dream once again on a fabulous Saturday. It is Hartman and Reister and George. Long time no talk. How have you been, man? Man, I'm over here. I'm premium, man. I'm premium. Where are you right now? Where where are you hanging out, George? I am in I'm in the San Fernando Valley. Ah. Uh. I am I am in my home studio. Beautiful, George. I appreciate that. Well, as someone that grew up in the San Fernando Valley, as you know, George, uh, we're both uh, L.A. City section school guys. I went to Taft. I'm a Tafty. Oh, you, man. So, look, Taft, though, one of the greatest football games I ever played in in my entire life. Mm-hmm. My, my junior year, we played against Taft, and it was a monsoon outside <laughs> and it was standing water on the field, like inches of water standing on the field. The drainage was clearly wasn't that, that great. And it had been raining for days and days. And then I have a dope picture where I, I hit a guy. Well, actually I wasn't the only person that hit him, but the water splashed up so high that 
it covered up the um, the <laughs> the other the other guy on my team, and it looked like I absolutely demolished the guy. And I was standing, <laughs> and I was kind of on my knees over the top of him. Is one of my is one of my all time favorite pictures. I'll tell you what. Uh, show you how far back I go, George. I went to high school, same class as longtime NFL coach Jeff Fisher. Jeff, oh my God! That's how far back we're talking about, you know. So uh, I'm talking about 98. Uh, yeah, I'm talking about 76. That, okay. That, uh, we're talking about old school here, George. Uh, but yeah, city section guys together here on a fabulous Saturday. Okay. Now, you you uh you you uh, want to hear something else weird? Go for it. My 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 mother wasn't out of high school yet in '76. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, you, you can call me daddy. A lot of people do call me daddy. Uh, it's 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 very fair on, on this day and age, George. I, you know, before we even get started today, because we haven't spoken in a while, uh, but I want to call attention to your uh, your podcast going on, man. Right or wrong? Uh, you're doing some good things with that. Thanks, man. I, I, I appreciate it. It's uh, right or wrong. I call it the intersection where sports, business, society, and pop culture meet the truth. And it's m- Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. You can find it on the iHeart app or wherever podcasts are found. Super exciting, man. So uh, if you guys check it out and send me a message on Twitter or leave a comment, uh, a re- review or whatever, I'll be sure to get back with you, too. All right. And now, of course, you know, I cross paths here as we uh, take it uh, from up on game. And I see my buddies LeVar and TJ here, Plaxico joining them as well. And, of course, you know what happens every time I see TJ and, and then he finds out you're going to be doing the show with me, right? What does he say? Oh, come on now. He, you know what? I, you know where he's going to go, where you and a couple of your teammates <laughs> at the University of Oregon are sitting there, and you're these hotshot freshmen, and you're talking a little trash, and TJ walks up just by himself, by the way, and challenges you guys uh, right before the Civil War. If yes. I'm not mistaken, that's when both schools are like top five schools that year. Yep. Yeah, so <laughs> that that was funny because TJ was there with his it was his girlfriend at yes. the time who's who's now his wife and their oldest daughter yep. who who wasn't very old at the time. Just a baby. Yeah, and we go up to TJ. Well, actually, I send a note. We were at Red right. Robin. Mm-hmm. And I send a note over to 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 TJ uh via the waiter, but the uh, the waiter doesn't see what it uh, says. And we said and and I said on the note, uh we're we're going to kick your ass, right? And <laughs> and so TJ, he's there with his family and and we we've talked about it on a show prior where where it was like, all right, look, he could have done the right thing, which have been to, you know, protect his his wife and mm-hmm. family and just leave and get out of a bad sit- situation. Instead, TJ's like, nah, y'all go to the car. I'm going to go fight these dudes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Three he of came, you guys, one of him. Yes, it's me, Ontario Smith, and Sammy Parker. Right. So three NFL guys, two versus one NFL guy. And... And uh, and he walks over and he's hot and I'm and he he walks over he's like what's up I was like bro I was just playing with you <laughs> and he was like that wasn't funny man <laughs> so but yeah you know and he talks about it now he's like yo you you can't let your pride get in the way of making a good decision and 
that could have obviously gone left. <laughs> well, it was always it's always great to catch up on those Civil War stories back in the day. George, I, I got to ask you a question because the guys were talking about it before we got on. I do want to address this today. You know, we got Game 3 of the NBA Finals coming up tomorrow. We'll get into whether the Bucks can get back in this series against the Suns. We got a lot of stories I want to get to today. But I, I just want to do a follow-up on the uh, name image likeness with you. I don't know if your number 81 is still hanging there in Eugene. I don't know if they're selling those off the rack right now, George. But, I mean, I, I my, my initial thought, there's two initial thoughts I had when I heard about this NIL sort of taking root is, okay, that's great. But there seems to be more rules on what you can't do as opposed to what you can do. And to me, it's always been about how can the NCAA, as they get these billions and billions of dollars being funneled in by these television contracts, avoid a situation where they have to directly pay the athlete. And so this NIL thing is sort of convenient for them saying, well, no, no, look, you you can go and and make money, sort of, uh, maybe with your social media platforms, but anything for them to actually share the billions and billions of dollars that are being brought in with this television revenue. So, what, what, I mean, is this going to be a game changer, or is this only really going to affect a few athletes that outside advertisers deem worthy of promoting their product? Oh, I, I think everybody is going to have a chance. That's that's actually one of the things that I really love about the name, image, and likeness part, as opposed to just trying to find a way to pay athletes. Because, number one, it stays away from Title IX problems. And that that means that uh, women, non-revenue generating sports, that they would be able to make money, too. And the reason why I like the name, image and likeness is because people initially think, oh, that this is just going to favor all oh, the quarterbacks and the football players or the star basketball men's player. No, it, it's not. It's going to uh, favor people like the uh, like the young ladies at who the twins at Fresno right. State that play basketball Haley Cruz who plays softball at Oregon um uh, other other women at other sp- at, at other universities the, and also it gives people who have gifts talents and abilities the opportunity to monetize that so if you're an athlete but you're also a great pianist or you're a great artist or sculptor or musician or whatever it is now you can actually go sell your work and it be in front of more people because you are because you have a platform that people care about in terms of being a college athlete so now you're given an opportunity to do exactly what you go to college for which is to give yourself a head start in life whether it be it by your education networking opportunities or anything like that that's the thing i like about it is that it evens the playing ground for not just the star players but for people who can either make themselves entertaining or uh interesting yeah well that, that's another point, George. And I, I talked about this the other day. Now, you mentioned the twins at Fresno State, two attractive young girls. And, of course, they're out there doing their thing athletically, but they have a huge following on TikTok. So, obviously, when you say, hey, we got a million followers on TikTok, I'm an advertiser. My demographic is your age group. I'm going to jump on with you because you already have an established social media platform. But when we talk about, and I I know this is a little stereotypical and it's not a blanket statement, but when we're talking about 
the college set, okay, when we're talking about that demographic of, let's say, 18 to 25 or 18 to 24, a desirable demographic for many advertisers, when it comes to females, athletes, attractiveness really counts for just about everything. Am I right on that one? Uh, and then on the other side, as far as the guys are concerned, you talked about it there, George, where you said that you, you, you're giving me something that's interesting or different. And when you think of young guys that have a lot of success on these social platforms, how are they getting so many followers by doing outrageous things? It's not just like, hey, follow me during my day and see if I'm interesting. No, 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 no. You've got to give them something dynamic. And remember back in the day, George, when you were a young athlete, that invincibility, when you had no fear of TJ Hushmanzada at all. And... There's a, there's a level of invincibility when you're a collegiate athlete. And if someone comes to you and says, hey, you know what? If you want to make some extra money here, if you really want to start getting some followers, you got to do some crazy things. Hey, I'm up for that. I can do some crazy things. I feel invincible. And for athletes in particular, that could be very damaging potentially to their future. I'm just, I'm just a little hesitant when you start floating dollars out in front of college students, because I remember when I was in college, I'd do just about anything for a buck. And my guess is that will be the same, not for all, but for at least some of these student athletes where they may take it a little too far. See, I, I, I do think that there is that possibility, right? Is that is that there are some some people who take it to the edge, take it to the limit when they are either trying to garner fame or attention there. Of, of course, that there are going to be some people that fall into that category. But I, I think for the overwhelming, like if, if you look at things out in out in the world, pretty much everything is done based upon the majority of the people and the good outweighing the bad Same, I mean, whether it's guns or whether it's vaccines or, or laws, anything, it's not made for the minority of people who are going to do the wrong thing. It's for the freedoms or the protection of the majority of the people. And, but when it comes to the NCAA rules and them wanting to police things, they focus on the minority of people who are going to do the wrong thing or that it's not going to go well for. As as opposed to the overwhelming majority of student athletes are going to use this properly and going to and you're going to have so many success stories of giving of people actually um, finding a way to use their brand to give them a head start in life, whether they're an architect, a clothing de designer, anything like you're, you're going to have so many success stories from people either figuring out what they want to do or even networking with the right people to go do something else great in life. All right. I want on the other side, George, continue this talking about from a recruiting standpoint, how it changes the dynamic going back to the, playoff that they put into place seven years ago it's been a disaster it, it, it did the opposite of what they were hoping to do to be more inclusive bring more schools in and yet all we see every year is clemson alabama and ohio state so how is this going to affect schools in terms of recruiting are the rich only going to get richer we'll discuss coming up next
Steve Harbin and George Reiser joining us here on this uh, beautiful Saturday. Wherever you are, enjoy your day, that is for sure. We're covering a little bit about this name, image, and likeness, NIL. It's out and about. And, George, I want to share a quick story with you because it gets down again to recruiting and the rich getting richer and what's going to be expected of these athletes once they are making money promoting something. And I will go back. I was covering the 2005 BCS championship game down in the Miami area between USC and Oklahoma. And this was after Reggie Bush's sophomore season. It was the year that Matt Leinert won the Heisman. And Reggie was first-team All-American, an all-purpose guy, but he only had like 800 yards rushing. So he was still really an all-purpose guy the year before he would win the Heisman Trophy. So I happened to see, I had heard about this guy because he'd been out and about in the news, his stepfather, Lamar Griffin. So I thought I'd walk up and introduce myself. And, you know, just basically say, hey, man, congratulations. Reggie is absolutely phenomenal and everything else. And as I said this to him, he immediately looked at me. He goes, they're ruining him here. They're ruining him here. And I'm like, what? I mean, first team All-American. He was fifth on the Heisman Trophy. It seems like he's getting some pretty. No, no, they're not using him like he, they, like he needs to be used. He needs to be used as a full-time running back. And I was sort of looking at him like, Okay, where is this coming from? I mean, like you're like the stepfather supporting whatever's going on. Little did I realize, obviously, that this guy was already in cahoots with agents and everything else in marketing Reggie uh, for what they were hoping was going to be a bonanza in the following year's NFL draft. And goes, he did have that fabulous junior season. He won the Heisman Trophy and he got that big contract, but then all hell broke loose. The reason I'm mentioning this is, George, is that. If, you, if you're an agent, let's say you're an agent and you get involved with one of these young guys and the school's working with you to try to make some deals and get some endorsement deals for these four- and five-star recruits, and the university's not using them in the way that you thought you were going to be used, and now they have new rules as far as transfer portals and all this kind of stuff, I get to see chaos all over the place. Like, now all of a sudden, you have to earn that money that you are being paid for, but it's really out of your hands because your role on the team is really determined by the coaches. You're not a professional athlete, and your options are few. Do you see where I'm going with this, George? I mean, it's just that when you bring the money element in, there are so many outside influences that you don't have control of that ultimately could have the final decision on how much money you can make as a student athlete. See, I I do agree to a point that the universities have a lot of power over, over that. That's why it's very important for athletes to be interesting and engaging with people outside of their sport. That way they can become interesting enough that way, no matter what happens to them or if they're playing or not playing, people still care about what they're doing. That's the optimal goal of this whole thing. It's not just to pick up a couple of endorsements, pick up some checks, all of this. No, it's to make people interested in you regardless of what you're doing that way, because there's going to you only have so many laps in your legs. Regardless of whether you turn into a professional athlete or you're done in college or you get hurt, 
whatever it is. You want those people that have followed you to continue to follow you after you finish that way, whatever your next endeavor is, whatever your, you know, your plan to plan B act Two, whatever you want to call it is, is noticed by more people that way. If you turn out to be a doctor, right. That can still be beneficial because now you your, your, your practice can grow faster. Anything. There, there's just so many benefits to being known outside of your sport and having people care about it outside of that for whatever your future interests are. All right. So we've got this proposal on the table about increasing the playoff from four to 12 teams. And George, I don't know how you felt going back to your Oregon days, but there's a potential of players playing as many as 16 games now, I understand why they're doing this, because remember, this wasn't even supposed to be a subject until the current playoff deal was up, which is at least four more years. But the lost revenue from a year ago with the shutdown of stadiums all over the place immediately puts this back on the table. And this gets back to, all right, again, you're allowing me to make endorsement deals, but by making an expansion of playoffs, potentially more billions and billions of dollars are being funneled into these universities and I'm still not getting paid directly by the universities. I'm still not getting paid directly by the NCAA. You're still taking advantage of me. So whether or not I can make a deal with a local, you know, sub sub place so I can get some free food once in a while, that doesn't make it an even playing field. See what I'm saying? Because this is this is where I I keep saying the NCAA. Oh yeah, they're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Name, image, likeness. That's that's a great idea. Yeah, make a few dollars. We'll monitor it well. But they're still avoiding the obvious, and that is why aren't these athletes getting more subsidies based on the billions of dollars of revenue generated See, by their participation in these athletic endeavors? Okay. See, th- that's an interesting thing, right? Is that I do believe that that is the next wave of of this prime example. You have Spencer Rattler, Derek King, and a mm-hmm. bunch of other athletes who have their own logos and are selling their own merchandise in their shop. On some level, that competes with the with the university. On 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 some level, mm-hmm. so then you're gonna have whether it's Nike, Jordan, Adidas, whoever it is, or even the university itself say, "Hold up, let's instead of let's partner together because instead of you selling ten thousand shirts at twenty bucks a pop." And and that would normally be two hundred thousand dollars, but then you got to pay for stuff. Let's let's say you got seventy five thousand dollars out of out of that out of T-shirts. Then instead of that, how about you partner with us? We'll sell a thirty dollar T-shirt. We'll sell a hundred thousand of them. And and that's three million. And you take home three hundred thousand out of that. Like you take a 10 percent cut out of it instead of a a 10 percent of the gross instead of, you know, 40 percent of the net Mm -hmm. on, on what you can do. So players licensing their their logos, I think, is the next level. But. I do believe that players should be compensated for the marketing uh, of of them. Like if it turns out when when they 
do promos, when they uh, sign deals with with uh, advertisers, that they should be paid for that. My only concern is, though, is that you don't want the students to be classified as mm. as employees. And the reason why you don't want them classified as employees is because, okay, me, me, me and you, whether we're either contracted or directly have a, have a salary deal, everybody on, on, on Fox sports radio, they either are contractors or they have a deal directly with the company, right? So if you are an employee of the company, you have different restrictions on you on what you can do, say, and who you can work with. If you are an employee versus if you're a contractor, you're going to have a lot more flexibility. And if students are are employees, then the um, then the companies that they can sign deals with are going to have to fall in line with whatever the with the school's contract. So you won't be able to sign a contract with Adidas or or some clothing company if the the school has a competing brand. So that's the thing that and also when it comes to free free speech, if you're an employee, you can't say the same things that you can and expect to keep your job as you can if you are a contractor or not employed by a place. Absolutely. And that's why I have a little of both, George. I have contracts and I have non-contract jobs. So keep my options open as much as possible. Great stuff. Uh, and now we want to talk about a USC guy. Uh, and that would be Reggie Bush. Um, George, I've had the great honor to be a Heisman voter since 2010. It's something I look forward to every year. I, I promote it on my radio show. I do top threes every week to give you an update each week where I stand as far as my, my Heisman vote. College football is just number one in my world in my many years in this business. So I have a lot at stake here. And I, I remember a conversation I had with Barry Sanders a couple of years ago. And we were talking about the Heisman House, the mythical Heisman House we see in the commercials. And I asked him, I said, Barry, let me ask you this. Let's say you're in the Heisman House. You're all hanging out there, all you Heisman winners. And there's a knock at the door, and you open the door, and there's Reggie Bush. Would you let him in? And he goes, let me, let me make this clear. All of us in the Heisman fraternity will always consider Reggie Bush part of the Heisman fraternity, regardless of what the Heisman Trust has made a decision on. And this gets back to the Heisman Trust because Reggie's trying to get his Heisman back. He's trying to get his statistics back. And I've never understood this in penalizing universities for so-called infractions. And again, the infraction that Reggie Bush was tabbed for and how USC got devastated was all based on a deal cut by his stepfather. His stepfather initiated this entire process. We know exactly what went down, and when he wouldn't pay back money that was given to him, all hell broke loose. But this idea that Reggie Bush's season never existed, this is where the Heisman Trust comes back saying, hey, we'd be more than willing to welcome him back. But according to the NCAA, he didn't play that year. There's no record of any Reggie Bush in 2005. That's stupid. I, but I did, what, it just doesn't it drive you nuts? I know because I was at that BCS championship game between USC and Texas. I was at multiple S. I know that season happened. Okay, I know Reggie Bush was one of the greatest superstars in college football history. Oh, by the way, USC was raking in ninety thousand plus for every single game in the Coliseum during that run that they had in that thirty-four game winning streak, making 
making zillions of dollars off of Ragey Bush, Matt Leinart, and 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 company. So I, I just, it, 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 I don't know how you feel about it, but it absolutely drives me nuts. Oh my God, dude! There there is nothing more ridiculous that the NCAA does than taking back wins. So these things happened. We all saw it. You know, back, what, 14 years ago? Who played in the national championship against Kansas? Who was the the guy who was the point guard drafted number one overall, Mm. went to Chicago? Mm -hmm. Uh, Derek Rose. Yeah. But uh, but apparently, Kansas played nobody in the championship. I was at that game as well, George. I was sitting right behind the Memphis bench. I can attest. I saw him there. I saw Chris Douglas Roberts. That's the the point. (laughs) Is that is that it happened. You can't pretend like it didn't happen. If Reggie Bush had tested positive for PEDs, had he tested po- like anything like like that? Okay, cool. It didn't. I, I'm cool with taking it back at that point in time. But he was an eligible player, the proper age, the proper skill set, all of those things, and he did that, and we saw it. So the idea that you're going to try to men in black. Uh, erase the memory <laughs> with the little stick thing that Will, Will Smith uses. It yeah. doesn't work. We all know it happened. And all you do is, is just make people upset. And you also taint your actual history. This is just the same thing like leaving Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens out of the Hall of Fame. These are two of the greatest players of all time, one of the greatest pitchers of all time, greatest hitter of all time, and you're going to pretend like it didn't happen, especially when you have other – like, that's the other thing that drives people mad is that you have in the Hall of Fame and in the the – Heisman and have Heisman's and in the Heisman Hall and all that. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're saying that there was at least one Heisman winner that may have gotten some illegal, you know. No, 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 no. I'm not even going to talk about that. I'm going to say that in the Hall of Fame and in the Heisman, there are criminals. Oh, yeah. There are there are criminals. There are people who have been racist. There are people who have been uh, drug addicts, drunks. Wife beaters, uh, mm-hmm. uh, bad, pe- bad, general, generally bad people Thank that you. are in there, but you don't want to put Reggie Bush in. It's the hypocrisy knows no bounds, Steve. Uh, and what's amazing is that this year they just announced the College Football Hall of Fame ballot for the 2022 class. Guess who's on the ballot? Reggie Bush. <laughs> How can you go in the Hall of Fame Wait if you second. didn't have any stats? If he it's had no stupid. stats. Which is what the Heisman Trust is claiming. See, the, my frustration with the Heisman Trust is this. They don't have any connection to the NCAA. They're an independent operation. They don't have yep. to set their rules based on the NCAA. They're using that as a fallback right now. I hope they reconsider. He's a Heisman Trophy winner. We saw what he did on one of the most incredible uh, seasons a college football player's ever had. I hope that they reinstate him. All right. Again, a very short show today, but I got some things to ask you about the NBA Finals in particular and the return of Giannis and why his return is not working right now for the Milwaukee Bucks. Coming up next. Steve Harmon and George Reister with you on this Saturday. Tomorrow will be game three of the NBA Finals. Phoenix Suns up two games to none 
And the Bucks are home trying to get back in this series. George, I want to go back to the Eastern Conference Finals when Giannis went down with that hyperextended knee. And the fact that he's out there doing what he's doing right now is pretty remarkable. And this guy is quite a physical specimen, two-time NBA MVP. But it was interesting, after Atlanta won or lost those last two games of the Eastern Conference Finals with Giannis out. And again, Trey Young missed Game 5, and obviously was less than 100% for Game 6. Uh, Charles Barkley made the comment that the best thing that could happen to the Bucks was Giannis going down with an injury. And he was talking in terms of getting the most out of Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday, who, of course, are going to be on our Olympic team this year. And I go back to game two of this series against the Suns and look at Giannis's numbers. 42 points, 12 rebounds, 42 points on just 22 shots. And they still lose by double digits. Why? Middleton, 5 of 16 shooting, just 11 points. Drew Holiday, 7 of 21 shooting, just 17 points. Is there something to be said that certain guys' game is thrown off by the presence of a superstar like Giannis? Because Middleton and Holiday came up huge in those game fives and sixes against Atlanta. But once Giannis got back, suddenly they're not the same player. What do you make of that? Well, th- this is who Chris Middleton has been, though. Yeah. Like, his splits at home or and on the road are completely different. It's it's the difference, literally the difference between being able to be a superstar and being just a really good player in, mm-hmm. in the league. And I think that that's what Chris Middleton is. He's not a star and he's not a superstar. Yes, he was voted to the All-Star game th- this year, but if he weren't in the Eastern Conference, would he have been in the All-Star game? Mm. Probably not, right? I mean, but and the same could be said for a couple of Kyle Lowry's as well. Yeah. That doesn't mean that they're not really good players. It just means that there's levels to it. And Chris Middleton is a guy who is the highest paid player on the Bucks, And that's what frustrates people is that they're looking there saying, all right, he's the highest paid player. Now, why are you giving me these these just horrible performances when I need them the most? And part of that, I think that it's a little bit of it is Chris Middleton and just who he is or or not who he is, but who he's shown to be up to this point. And another part of it is Mike Budenholzer. Mm -hmm. If you know that these guys are either struggling because he turned it into Giannis playing the point guard, everybody else get out of the way. And yeah, he scored 42 points, but what did that do to the to the team's offense and chemistry? It like it, it didn't do anything cuz he's like I'm going to the hole, that's it, period. And if you are the Phoenix Suns, yeah, he scored 42 points, he had to earn a lot of them at at the line, but would you take that? If nobody else is getting involved, even if Giannis scores scores, scores 50, it's not going to be enough to beat you because other people have to make shots f- and be involved for you to win games. We saw that with Kevin Durant in the Nets. So the, Mike Budenholzer and his offense are the problem, I believe. He's got to find a way to get these guys shots, easy shots, get them involved, and then also be very good on the defensive end, too, if they want to even compete in this series because they're not competing to this point. Very quickly, as a, as a former athlete, George, I want to ask you this. Chemistry, does that just come naturally amongst teammates or is it something that can be taught and brought together through coaching? 
Oh, it, it's it's a combination of both. I mean, a, a lot of it ha- does have to do with the coaching, and that comes with empowering players. Like it, I, I remember with the Clippers um, when they had Lob City, mm-hmm. when they had Chris Paul, DeAndre Jordan, and um, Blake Griffin. and Blake Griffin. And I remember watching them. And if you remember, whenever Chris Paul, whenever the three of them were off the court, the the team was absolutely useless. And they didn't score the ball well, and their offense was bad unless one of them was on the court all the time, and especially Chris Paul. And the problem with that is is that a coach, because they had good players, it, that means that your coach is not empowering players to to do this, win and run the offense, and to go play free. Like I remember talking to Gilbert Arenas about the difference when he was in Washington as opposed to when he went to Orlando. He was one of the best scorers in the NBA. Like, mm-hmm. like, and for that short period of time, he was one of the all-time elite scorers. And then when he goes down to Orlando, he can't. He's not not doing much of anything. He talked about the difference between when you know that you're not going to get pulled out of the game versus if you miss a shot, take a bad shot or something like that, then the coach may pull you out. That's the difference. Like if Seth Curry were afraid of getting snatched out the game, he wouldn't be as effective as he is knowing that no matter what, he's still in there. Absolutely. I I just... It'll be interesting to see if the Bucs can get back in it. Obviously, they play much better at home and have played much better at home. Something that I really felt that they suffered a year ago more than any other team in the bubble, uh, taking that home court advantage away. So, again, game three will be tomorrow. Bucks try to get back in the series down 2-0 to the Suns. Later, I want to talk a little bit about Chris Paul. Also, I want to get into the Shohei Otani phenomenon and how Major League Baseball needs to figure out how to exploit him. We'll talk about that next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. What's up, everyone? It's me, three-time NFL All-Pro Sean Marion. And I have a new sports podcast called the Lights Out Podcast with Sean Marion. This podcast is special to me as I get a chance to talk to some of the best who've ever done it on the field or the track. So whether it's talking to a Super Bowl champion or a NASCAR Cup Series champion, the Lights Out Podcast will bring it to you the only way I know how to. I'm giving you the best insight from the best who's ever done it. Listen to Lights Out with Sean Marion on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, rolling along on this Saturday, Hartman and Reister with you here in the Fox Sports Radio studios. Jordan, do you get excited about the All Star Game? I mean, is uh, I mean, because you're of a of a different generation that I am. I can tell you, my generation when I was a kid, the baseball All Star Game was everything because the only time we ever got to see the National League stars against American League stars there was only two things: either they were going to be in the All Star Game or in the World Series. There was no mixing of the leagues the way we have now. So, is there any must watch? feeling for you when it comes to baseball's all-star game we were talking about that i accidentally have, have you ever accidentally pressed pressed the mute button i i never touch any buttons around here i do <laughs> I, first of all you have to understand this uh, george i've been doing this for over 30 years and one of the great uh things for me every day is to hear my own voice so the idea of muting myself would never never factor in for me <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, people wish they could mute me, uh, but no, I personally would never mute myself. That would never happen. Yeah. <laughs> see, so. see, you, see, you do it to like make sure that you don't put anything over the the airwaves while you're on break. No, and and then you, yeah, because if somebody because okay, in full disclosure, I I have a plethora of children. We there yes. are five of them. Wow. So if one of them walks walks in and says like I live in a house of kids say the darndest things. Yes. And and those things don't need to make. The All right. Radio. Now, George, understand this. I We've been in this uh, pandemic situation for over a year, right? I do seven days a week of radio. I have for many years. I also do television on the weekends in Los Angeles. I might be the only broadcaster in the country that has never done a show from home ever. I've never what? done ever. I've never done a radio show from anywhere other than a studio my entire career, nor have I ever done a television appearance, although on location, obviously at games, either at a sporting venue or somewhere we're doing the game. I have never done a broadcast, either radio or television, ever from my home. Ever. Are you kidding me? Not once. Not once. Ever. 
Oh my God! I want to go to work. I mean, that's just the way I feel. That you are. Am, am I not at work right now? Well, you're working, but you see, that to me would be, I, for me personally, George. This is the separation of my my working atmosphere and my private life. Okay, I I just don't. I mean, I know it seems convenient. You say, well, why? People ask me this all the time. So are you? I never. I go into a studio. Okay. Every single I, I, I have a studio. I built a studio in my house specifically for this purpose. I don't use it for anything else except the radio and creating. <laughs> but content. you just said you've got five kids, George. You don't know. They but could no, come but the thing is, they they no no no. They know. Mm. Do not come in this room. And then also, I can lock the door too if if <laughs> if, if I really need some. But but they know. Don't come in unless it's an emergency. See, I come in today. I get to see Roberto. I don't ever get to see Roberto. He's okay. coming in today. See, I, I, I get like to see the, Brian Fenley. I get to see Lee. I get to see everybody. Okay. See, see, this applies to a lot of other uh, other people in life. So I'm glad we're having this discussion. <laughs> yeah. So so one of the things that people did during the pandemic, which I think is fantastic, right, is that they figured out that you can actually have potentially a better life. And more enjoyment out of your life by working remotely. I know at least three people. Two of them moved to Tahoe. In particular, they bought, they sold their houses here, and they moved to Lake Tahoe. They have houses. They wherever they they have a view of the lake now. They work remotely. They fly back down here like one day a week two days a week and then go back up there. And then pretty much all the time they they're sitting in front of their, in front of their beautiful view working. And also if you think about it at home, if you're at home, you can actually get more work done because, and, and studies have shown that people are actually more productive because they num, num, number one, they are happier because they don't have to commute like, you know, 40 minutes, an hour, 30 minutes, whatever it is, both ways. So now they have more enjoyment in their life because they're not stressed out in the car. And then they also, you know, they get more work done because there's less travel time. All right, let me think about this, George. I'm sorry, I'm not sold on that one. Um, I am someone that commutes between San Diego and Los Angeles every single week. Every single week. I come from San Diego up to L.A., back to San Diego, back to L.A., back and forth, back and forth all the time. I have driven easily over a million miles in my lifetime. I have a smart car. I no longer have these uh, fancy cars anymore. I have a smart car. I get high high mileage uh, efficiency. I actually have a gas model smart car, the last of them made back in the day. And I have no problem with that. That's my therapy is driving. I enjoy all that. When I'm at home, I want to be at home. When I'm at work, I'm at work. So you and I, very different mindsets, George. What sounds so perfect for you sounds so alien to me. Not doing it. I like to be in a studio, in a work environment, seeing some faces around me. That's the way I work, George. You have to step into 2020. <laughs> it, it is it is okay. It to- may be the wave of the future for some, but I'm an old school guy. I'm still like a guy in television. Everyone's got their iPads and everything else. I never had an eye anything in my lifetime. So what I like to do is actually have script in my hand. I like to have a little script, something I hold on to, something concrete. And so, and it it still works for me, George. Oh, so, oh, so you want to kill trees in, in, instead of uh, <laughs> instead, instead of doing uh, things 
digitally. Well, I mean, okay. it's like, okay. it's like it's my right. kids. I got three kids. They're all in their 20s now. So, you know, they, yeah, they look at dad as an old school guy. But, uh, yeah, I uh, I just like the environment. This this desk that I'm sitting here right now, I have been here many times over many, many years here at Fox Sports Radio. I just sort of like the, the feel of it. I got my little TVs here and everything else. So, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, let, let me ask you this. I'm, I'm going to I'm going to segue into new school right now because baseball is desperate to find a younger demographic. They're trying to do things to embrace embrace a, a much younger demographic to baseball. Um, and again, being of my era when baseball ruled the sports world before the NFL had taken hold as the major force it is today, there was a time when baseball was clearly the number one sport in America. And I do remember those days. But you got a guy like Shohei Otani. And, and, and forget the comparisons with Babe Ruth. No, I'm not old enough to remember seeing Babe Ruth. But I know one thing about Babe Ruth's career, this idea that he did both sort of. In his last two years in Boston, we're talking over 100 years ago, the idea of playing outfield and then pitching. Really what Shohei Otani is doing, especially this season, is unprecedented in the history of baseball. So let me ask you this, George. If you were the marketing guru for Major League Baseball and they hand you Shohei Otani and they said, all right, George, we need to figure this out. How can we make Otani work for us? How can we get more eyeballs on Major League Baseball with a player like this that is doing things that have never done before? How would you do it, George? <sighs> what you 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 mean? What would I do with? I him? mean, how how do you how do you market Otani? What is you don't you don't need? Okay, so you. First of all, he sells himself in, in in terms of think about it. You you don't hear him talk. You don't like see the Angels play a ton, but he gets a lot of play already because he's a pitcher who is hitting the baseball at a ridiculous rate, right? right? And he's doing something that should have been done a long time ago in terms of pitchers hitting because they did it in little league. They did it in high school. Some of them did it in college. They can, they can hit baseballs. Some of them very, very well. They just choose not to, or their, their teams didn't allow them to because they were scared. They were going to get, get hurt for some reason. All right. So I am marketing him as the ultimate baseball player. Like, like I am ultimate. I'm, Marketing him as the baseball player, the way baseball is supposed to be played. And that's what that's the way I'm going to market him. I'm going to market him as the baseball player, not not Mike Trout, who's not marketed. Because think, if, you, if you think about this, Steve, he's actually the probably the most valuable player to baseball at this point point in time. Right. He's not the best player in baseball, but he's the most valuable. He's more valuable than than Vlad Guerrero, even though he may win the Triple Crown this year. What about Fernando Tatis Jr.? For, yeah, and, but see, that's what I was going to say, is that for Fernando Tatis is high on the list, right? Yes. But none of those three dudes is the best player in baseball. The best player in baseball is Mike Trout. And he could be a top five player of all time, but he's not as but he's not as important to baseball as those players are because people actually know who they are. They actually turn on the television to watch them. 
And but few people turn on aside from diehard baseball fans and Angels fans in particular turn on the television. Ooh, I'm gonna watch Mike Trout play to play today. Nobody does that because he's not exciting. He's great, but he's not entertaining. Yeah, Otani is unbelievable. Yes. I mean, did you see the shot he hit in Seattle yesterday? This thing was 469 feet into the upper deck. Only five other people had ever done that. I mean, this it, it what's incredible is people forget this. All right, so he had the great rookie season in 2018. Wow, look at it, he's doing both things. But in memory, he, got his, he hurt his arm. So he only started 10 games. He was rookie of the year. The next year, they completely shut him down from pitching. Last year was a disaster for him. He started two games. He had a 37.80 ERA, and he hit 190. So we went into the season saying, wow, is this Otani thing ever going to work? And now he's on pace. Let me ask you this question quickly. You were mentioning uh, Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens earlier today. Are you one of those that says if Otani, because he's on pace for 60 home runs right now, let's say he hits 62, one more than Roger Maris. Would you recognize that as the all-time legit home run record? Or you're like, no, Barry Bonds hit 73 home runs. That is the record. Barry Bonds hit hit, hit the most home runs ever in a season, ever in the history of baseball. He is the home run king, period. There, There is no one else. I saw all the home runs. We all saw them. We don't know everybody who was 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 using during the PED era. The uh, it wasn't against baseball rules at the time. Mm-hmm. Like so, like if it's not against the rules, how can you hold it against somebody? And then also, when the commissioner who presided over the era is in the Hall of Fame, so are Mike Piazza, Jeff Bagwell, Tim Raines, who used cocaine on the field. Uh, How uh, about Tony La Russa is in the yeah, Hall of Fame, who benefited as a manager from, I don't know, Mark McGuire during that entire correct. run? All of these dudes are in the Hall of Fame, but we're going to try to hold something against Barry Bonds? Oh, with you, how, how about no? Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you 100% out there. Look, George, I was in those locker rooms, those clubhouses in 1998. And I had seen McGuire when he first came into baseball and then look at him 10 years later. He was gigantic. I, I can't even explain to you, George, how big he was. And as someone that worked in the NFL many years ago with the Raiders back in the day when we had Lal Zedo juicing out of his gore, there were no rules on any of that. Um, I knew something was going on. But what gets to me is how these baseball writers, who basically are in charge of chronicling the history of the game, they vote for the awards, they vote for the Hall of Fame, they knew full well what was going on during that era when Barry Bonds, they gave an MVP award for four years in a row. And he deserved it based on the numbers. And then years later, saying, wow, man, he was cheating, man. We can't vote for him anymore. The hypocrisy knows no end. There's so much hypocrisy. I always love when I hear baseball saying, you know, you know, they, 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 they jeopardize the integrity of the game. I go, you mean the integrity of a game that banned an entire race of people for 60 years? Is exactly. that the, is that is that the game you're talking about? The one that banned an entire race of people for 60 years and you're worried about whether they jeopardize the integrity of the game? 
What a yeah, joke. And, and that's the and that's the other thing about baseball that people don't always acknowledge when they consider Babe Ruth the greatest baseball player of all time. I'm like some of the best baseball players in the world were not playing at that time. There were no black people playing and the Negro league teams used to play against the MLB teams and won almost 60% of the games. So that means that you don't have a lot of the best players in the big league. So to then say that he was so dominant and that nobody's better than him, you're like, but he wasn't playing against the best player. So I don't know for sure. Yeah. I mean, again, Babe Ruth was a great player. And you know what's interesting about those days of the old Negro Leagues is that there was a lot of barnstorming going on where the great athletes of of Major League Baseball, the great players of Major League Baseball, they always wanted to test themselves against the best. Yep. And so it was not uncommon. Off-season, barnstorming, where the great Negro, Negro League stars and the great stars of Major League Baseball played against each other in exhibitions. Because you always want to test yourself. How good am I? How good are you? There was always a great respect amongst the players, even if Major League Baseball banned that entire race. Wow. Oh, wow. Good stuff. All right. Um, okay. On the other side, I wanted to get to an NFL story that just lingers and lingers and lingers. I want to hear where George Reister believes is going to be the future of Aaron Rodgers. Coming up next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER.
Steve Harbin and George Reister here on this uh, Saturday, racing through a couple of quick hours here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, George, uh, did you watch any of the golf, the uh, Phil Mickelson, Tom Brady, Bryson DeChambeau, Aaron Rodgers matchup? Did you watch any of that? No, I was watching. I, I, I watched a, probably two holes. <laughs> it but... was endless, by the way. That might have been the longest broad. I mean, I've seen telethons that were shorter than that. <laughs> so the the my biggest takeaway from that was is that I want to go to Montana. I mean, that was literally my biggest takeaway from it. And because it came on as the NBA game was coming on, right? Correct. Yeah. yeah. And so that that was just bad timing. It was the middle of the week. I feel like that that should be, actually be done on a weekend. Yeah, that they had a hole on this course that was 777 yards. 777 that's, that's yards. Two, now, that's two holes. Now, it was basically what it was, was it was a multi-tier hole where you're you're hitting off the top of a mountain to eventually green that's three levels below. Like there was a potential with a down run where you could hit a 500-yard drive. DeChambeau, I think, got it to 480. That was all crazy stuff. But most of the people that were watching were hoping we would get some clue as far as Aaron Rodgers was concerned. And obviously, he's way too smart to give you that. All right, I'm still trying to figure out what his end game is here, George. All right, so you've been on a team. The last two years, you were 13-3, and three, and in both years, you lost the NFC championship game so usually you're like you're like all right we're that close okay we're one game away from getting back to the super bowl and yet he's still bent out of shape because they use draft collateral to move up to get jordan love and remember this aaron Rodgers, prior to last season numbers had leveled off a little bit maybe he was getting to the end of the line maybe the Packers are saying you know what hey we did this once when we drafted oh I know a guy named Aaron Rodgers in the first round when we still had Brett Favre that worked out pretty well for us over time but I'm still trying to figure what what, does Aaron think that if he goes to the Broncos or the Raiders that he has a better chance of winning a Super Bowl with those teams than he does with a team that's been to the NFC Championship game the last two years. I mean, he's not—he's not worried about that. What, what is he's, he worried about? So, okay, in this day and age in sports, th- this is this is again, Steve. We got to step into twenty twenty one, man. All right. So, is that the days of just being able to say you're you're under contract, you play for our team, shut up and go do your job. Those days are over in sports. Now ownership actually has to not only be concerned with the and management has to not only be concerned with a player's contract, but first you have to treat them like human beings. They they want to be treated like normal people who have lives and are cared about. And it's not just show me that you care about me with with the contract. Aaron Rodgers has every right to be upset right now. I'm not saying I would handle the situation in the same way that he does, but he has the right to be upset. The fact that not only did they draft Jordan Love, but this is the respect factor. They didn't tell him that they were considering drafting Jordan Jordan Love. That's the thing about it. It's, it, it's like finding out that your show is ending or finding out that uh, that something a major life change is happening and and the people that you work with or care about 
say they care about you. Don't mention it to you until it's after done. There, there's a certain level of respect and also like human decency. It's like, don't ambush me with that because then the media has got to come at me. All of this stuff. Don't do that to me. So he's right to be upset. And I would be upset in the same situation. The, but I do think that Aaron does need to make a definitive statement, even if it's not to, to us. I think he does need to make it publicly at some point in time, but privately he needs to give them what a resolution looks like. Right. I mean, because, because I, for, again, I, I understand where you're coming on this, George, but okay. The NFL is much different than the NBA. Because a single player obviously can change the fortunes for any NBA team. That's not so much the case unless apparently you're Tom Brady and Tampa Bay. But remember, they also had a lot of talent in place. And they accumulated a lot of talent with the mere presence of Tom Brady on the roster. So they made a lot of right moves that ended up winning a Super Bowl championship. But here's where I would be concerned. If you're a coach or a general manager, and let's say you've got... Aaron Rodgers is your quarterback and you're going to let him in on personnel decisions. And he's like, well, I hear this guy or hear that guy, or I want to play for this guy or play with this guy. And it doesn't work. Aaron Rodgers isn't going to pay the price, but you are. Coach is going to lose his job. Whoa. General manager is going to lose his job. I know this. If I'm a coach or general manager, I want, I want to control my job with my decisions. Not by, yeah, the, but you do, not by right? a decision that, by a quarterback. See, here's the here's the thing is I, I the, Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson, they don't want personnel decisions. What they want is they want some input. And what I what I mean well, what's by the difference? that is there that's what I'm explaining to you, is that there is a difference in getting input if you feel like what you say matters to that person. Even if they choose to make a different decision, just to know that your input factored 15, 20% into their decision, that that matters. Because sometimes you may get a win and it may be a different way. Like, like for instance, they, uh, the Buccaneers would not have brought in Antonio Brown without, Aaron without Tom Brady pushing for it. So that doesn't mean that the team has to do it. Cause remember they brought him in for a workout first and they didn't sign him. So it's just the fact that they brought him in, brought him in for a workout that way they're even considering this. And even if they don't do it, it's just the fact that they actually even cared about what you had to say to even kick the tires on it. I think that that's what players want. They don't want you to do whatever they say. They just want you to to be to have some input. It's just like your kids. If 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 I tell my kids everything what to do and I never ask them how they feel about it, then that's going to create a problem. But if I ask them, I can say, "All right, look. I I I got your input. I thought about it. I get it." I understand what you're coming from, but here's the decision that I'm going to make and, and why. And then 
they understand, okay, cool. At least he heard what I had to say and understood <laughs> why I feel the way I do. Well, that's all in a perfect world. I agree that, hey, hey, I listened to what you had to say. I decided not to go in that direction, but at least you respect the fact I heard you say, and then I'm like, no, I don't respect you unless you actually do what I tell you to do. I mean, that is the potential with an Aaron Rodgers. Okay, you heard me, but you ignored me. I, I'm, 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 I'm telling you what I think is best for our team. And the fact that you're just appeasing me by listening to me is not good enough. Listen to what I'm saying right now. This is the guy we need. This is the direction we need to go. And if you're not going to adhere to what I say, then you know what? Count me out. I'm done. I mean, that's what I'm hearing right now from Aaron Rodgers. That's what I'm hearing. If you don't do what I tell you, I mean, basically he's trying to shove that GM that know what he knows out the door. Frankly, I would do it. I don't care about the GM of the Packers. I obviously care about Aaron Rodgers more than that. Guten Coots. Guten Coots. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't. I mean, you know, I don't even know who this guy is. But I, I, I think that, and this is this is a slippery slope. Just how much power? Because if you suddenly give Aaron Rodgers that kind of clout, well, guess who's going to fall in line? Other quarterbacks and say, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, you better make that part of my contract, uh, associate uh, uh, general manager. All right, I want to finish this off right now uh, talking about putting more power in the hands of the players. Um, and we've seen what has happened in the NBA, George, where now you get players literally forcing their way out of organizations. We saw what happened with Harden. We saw the Anthony Davis situation a couple of years ago where you're really forcing the hand of these teams where they they don't seem to have any choice at all. Trade me, and not only trade me, this is the specific team I'm going to. Do you understand me? Um, And I I know that most of us in this world... What's wrong with that, though, Steve? but, But how do you run an organization... When they have, you have a contract, right? I mean, I'm sorry, you signed a contract with us. Now, I mean, you have contracts. I've had contracts. I I can't just suddenly say, all right, force me to go there when I signed a contract that says I work for you under these terms for this duration of time. Okay. So what is, where are we going? The problem is, yeah. The the problem is, Steve, is that in, in sports, owners started this. Owners are the people who are responsible for what is going on today in sports in terms of players exercising their power and forcing their way out and all of that. Because owners are the ones that stopped honoring contracts. They started this in in the National Football League. They will have a contract with a guy and they will say, listen, you need to take a pay cut. Uh, That way, if you want to stay on this team, you can take a pay cut. Uh, You need to restructure your your deal if you want to stay here. So a contract has not always been a contract. It's one-sided because people in the real world actually have to abide by those contracts. And now players are like, yo, the, the, the team doesn't honor these. So why in the hell would I honor it? If, if I have outperformed my contract, yes, I'm going to hold out until I get a new contract. Because on the back end, when I'm underperforming, they're going to say, listen, you need to take a pay cut. So what, and, and, and teams will mail it in. They will uh, say, listen, we're not competing. We're going to try to get a draft pick, blah, blah, blah. And and so if you are a player and you are 
you know, James Harden, the thing I did not like about James Harden, though, to be perfectly in all transparency, which I've criticized him for, is quitting on the team and giving a half-assed effort. I think that that is gross and disgusting. But the fact that he wanted out, I see no problem with that. None at all. But, but and, George, you're talking about pay cuts. No one's taking a pay cut in the NBA. You have a guaranteed contract. We've seen tens of millions of dollars paid to underperforming players yep. simply because they have guaranteed contracts. They're not being asked to take a, a pay cut. There is no pay cut. They are getting paid the, what it well, is they signed their contract to be the paid. NFL. Well, the, the, the pay cuts I was talking about is you is you did bring up the NFL as well, but in the but in the NBA. Well, you don't oh, have guaranteed so deals like you have in here, the NBA. Here, here's the thing, Steve, is that, oh, okay, so we in life, right, if you have the leverage, if you found out that that right now, for whatever reason, you have the leverage because your show now becomes the most popular thing on the net network and you have offers and you know that other people want you at a much at 10 times your salary, right? At 10 times your salary right now and everybody knows it. Are you going to walk in and 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 or, or are you going to call up Scott Scott Shapiro and be like, hey, yo, hey, yo, Scott, you know, I, I know I'm making one dollar, but everybody else wants to pay me ten dollars. And or, or are you just going to be like, no, nah, I'm just going to stay with this George, one, I, one, one I don't dollar know. for I the mean, next few few years? The example you're giving me, I've been through stuff like that. I know this. When you're under contract, you're under contract. If they if, they, if you want to go to court on your contract, go right ahead. That's going to be money out of your pocket. Yeah, but if you can get no, 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 no. I'm saying assuming yeah. that you have an out out of your contract. Well, that that, that there's you always some, have to because, be careful the outs in your contract. No, no, because because I would tell yeah. Scott Shapiro this personally. Yeah. If 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 someone came up to me, if there was a network that came up to me and there was an out out of my contract, and and they were and they were like, listen. We want to pay you ten times mm-hmm. what what we are pay what what you're making here. Yeah, I am going to go to them even 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 if I want to stay, even if I don't want to leave. I'm going to go and I'm be like, look, here is what they offered offered me. You know, can we? You know, we 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 need to find some room here. And then and they likely will. And then I would stay put because I'm happy where I'm at. <laughs> Boy, I got stories. <laughs> George, I'm sorry. Is this interesting? It's, I've had many uh, compatriots over the years try to to use leverage, and it never seems to work. Uh, they basically said, uh, no, you will work under the terms of your deal, and when this contract is over, you can pursue your uh, other that ventures. Means, and, do you, and do you know what that means? That means that you didn't actually have leverage. Well, that's what, If nothing got done, that means that you don't have leverage. If something gets done, that means that you did have leverage. Right, exactly. So they got to be careful on that. All right, on the other yeah. side, I, I want to get to the McGregor situation because UFC 264, he's obviously the biggest name in his sport, but how relevant is he anymore? Talk about that coming up next. Steve Arvin and George Reister here. I want to thank the crew today, Roberto. Roberto, what is it like to actually see daylight? Uh, yeah, it's that, pretty weird, man, working at this hour, i got to tell you. I was going to say, you uh, you you work the overnight. late night shift yeah. up overnight. So yeah. It's great to have you, man. Thank you, man. It's a pleasure, Steve. Yeah. And by the way, uh, George, uh, he's very happy uh, that Barry Bonds is not in the Hall of Fame. Cause, yeah. uh, why? Roberto, well, he's a big-time Dodger guy. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. 
What what does being a Do- I'm a huge Dodger fan. What does that have to do with the greatness that that was Barry? Bonds? Uh, I hated Barry Bonds. <laughs> you see, I sat in the left field pavilion and I booed him constantly. So yeah. so that, and that's exactly what you should have done. Mm-hmm. But 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 you still must acknowledge that he's one of the best baseball players of do, all time. Do you consider yeah. him a cheater, Roberto? I, uh, yeah, they're all cheaters. But uh, yeah, it, the, the thing is, I there's no there's no team in this world that I hate more than the Giants. So the mm-hmm. fact that he's a Giant, he's not in the Hall of Fame. Well. I'm all right with it. Yeah, it's a, it's oh, if you're a baseball fan, you should never be okay with that. <laughs> yeah, I hate the Giants, too. Yeah, well, I know what you're talking about because I grew up a Dodger fan as well, Roberto. And people don't understand. Like when the Angels played the Giants in the 2002 World all, Series. Uh, Angels. It, was, it wasn't that I was rooting for the Angels because exactly. as an Angel fan, it's because they were playing the Giants. Exactly. Um, and that's the way I looked at it back in the day. Brian Finley coming in today. Unbelievable. On late notice, no less. <laughs> yeah, you got to act quickly. Happy to be here. It's been a while with you guys. It has, Brian. It's uh, And again, I get to hear I, I get to hear Ben late night every once in a while on the weekends. You know, I have to make that drive back and hear a lot of you guys out there, you know, yeah. in and out of that lineup. So uh, good to see you in the daylight as always, Brian. And of course, how about Ryan? I mean, Ryan, what are you doing here today? Oh, wait, it's Lee. <laughs> I was just kidding you, Lee. How are you, Lee? I'm yes. doing good. I'm trying to get, uh, get see Black Widow. I heard you saw that last night. I did. It's amazing that I saw a movie before you saw the movie. That, that is a different one. Yeah, uh, George, yeah. Lee is our uh, number one movie guy here, and for some reason he has not seen Black Widow. I highly recommend it. It was outstanding. I'm uh, watching her. it. Well, I was planning on watching it tonight, but obviously that won't be happening. The fight's on. And yes, so and what about this tomorrow, fight? Though. All right, so let's talk about Conor McGregor. Since November of 2016, which is almost five years ago, he has won exactly one fight in the USC. In almost five years, one fight. And my question to you is, I mean, does he have to win tonight to stay relevant, or is his star power such that he can endure another loss okay. to Poirier and still be the face of the UFC. See, that's kind of a slanted stat, right? B- because, like, yeah, he 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 has only won one fight since 2017, but he's only fought three fights since right. 2017 and lost two of them. Yeah, but but it's not it's not like he fought ten ten fights. He fought he fought three. All right, he, so he fought Khabib and he got beaten badly. Of course, everyone yep. everyone got beaten. Yeah, badly he, he got, got submitted, and, and then the last he got fight against knocked Poirier. out by Poirier. Yeah. So, like, yes, there there. See, here's the thing: is there is reason to question whether Conor McGregor has anything left. I've been a player. I mean, a person who's who has questioned that because. It is hard to want to get to sign up to get punched in the face and mm-hmm. have that same I'm willing to die for this men- mentality after you got a couple hundred million dollars in. Correct. It is much more difficult, but he's also a very prideful individual. So that's that's the thing that gives people the potential that something new could that we could get a different result than we've when we saw in the last fight because we're like hold up he got knocked out last time but he's already beaten Poirier so now this brings up a question okay cool we don't know what we're gonna get but we should get fireworks which is what we want to see because we're we are like the people in um in gladiator thumbs up thumb thumbs down we're always choosing thumb thumbs down no mercy sweep the leg 
Well, I, I look at it. I, I, here's the thing. And I was talking to a UFC guy, a guy that covers the UFC. Um, every sport needs a, a face. I mean, every sport is better when you have a guy, and he could be a very polarizing guy. Usually the biggest stars are. Tom Brady's polarizing. LeBron James is polarizing. But you got that kind of star power. If not McGregor, then who? If McGregor gets destroyed tonight, and it's very hard to prop him up saying, like, he's still the face of the sport. We saw how Ronda Rousey, as soon as she got beaten up twice, it was over. Over. You couldn't market her anymore as somehow this superstar in the UFC. Who's next? Who's who's the next in line? Do they have anybody like that that they can suddenly promote? What do you mean? Have you seen Kamara Usman? Does anybody know him outside of UFC circles? Uh, yes, because he's driving good pay, pay-per-view numbers. Granted, he's not a an international celebrity, but Conor McGregor didn't reach this level until he fought Floyd. Right, like 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 that was the thing that took him to a new a new height. But he already had enough hype where enough people bought into what was a farce of a fight uh, of him going against Floyd Mayweather. I'm just saying, I mean, Conor McGregor had everything. You don't know whether or not that person has everything it takes to jump off the page of MMA and actually get into mainstream the way McGregor has. It's very well, rare. There, there, there are players, I mean, sorry, fighters who are taking that path now. I mean, look at look at Nate, Nate Diaz. He's, mm-hmm. He yep. loses all the time. He's the Oscar De La Hoya of <laughs> I used that comparison all week that Oscar De La Hoya, he kept losing fights, but he was still the mar- most marketable fighter out there. Yeah, and that's and that's what either Nate Diaz or Con- Conor McGregor can, can, can be. The only thing that people need to buy into these fights is, is hope. Mm-hmm. Because because Conor McGregor has a ton of fans. All they need is a monicum of hope that they can get a a different result or that they're going to get something completely exciting. That's why people still tune in to watch Manny Manny Pacquiao because they they're like Absolutely. we're, we're going to get a good fight even even if he loses and people appreciate the warrior and the man in the arena not just the result because we see fighters who are undefeated who can't who can't draw pay, pay-per-view numbers there's something some people have the entertainment value some people don't at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar see for yourself when you sign up today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets when you bet just five dollars whatever the sport whatever the moment it's never ordinary at bet 365 21 plus only must be present in ohio if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help call 1-800-GAMBLER Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.